What is up, God Squad Church gamers? It's good to see you. And of course, a merry, merry Christmas. I want to say thank you so much to every single one of you. And of course, the leaders of Pastor of God Squad Church for giving the opportunity on this Christmas to do what I hope will be something that will infuse your heart with joy, that will bring light into the darkness of the world that sometimes of struggle and hurt that we're facing. And no matter who you are, where you find yourself today, wherever you're watching in the world, no matter what season you're facing, I hope is that today's message through the power of God's word will bring some light into your life. You know, as gamers, we are so familiar with light. We got RGB in our rooms, on our keyboards, mouse, and even inside of our PC. And yes, the answer is you can never have too much RGB. It's just some facts. Come on, somebody put an amen in the chat. But we got so much light. We got an RGB. We got the light on our phones we got light coming from our monitor a lot of people that play video games sometimes we might work in the tech world or at least at a you know maybe a, a desk job where you're you're spending all day looking at the light on your monitor and then you get home and you play more video games and you get more light from your monitor and then we go lay in bed with our phones and we read the bible you know what i'm talking about we scroll in the scriptures for hours right and we got light after light after light after light after light. But isn't it crazy how sometimes we can be surrounded by so much light, yet on the inside, feel so much darkness. But what I want to do today is I want to bring a message that I hope will bring light into your life and really speak to everyone, but especially speaking to those that maybe this year is the darkest year of your life. Whatever hardship you've endured, maybe this year it's been harder than normal for you to just get out of bed. Things that maybe didn't used to require so much energy now take every ounce of energy out of you. Maybe the things that you normally love and that fuel you somehow just this year, they drained you. And wherever you might find yourself today, I want to speak a message that I hope will bring life to you entitled Finding Light in Darkness. And I want to walk through a bit of the Christmas story, specifically talking about the wise men, as in a season of their darkness, they encounter Jesus, who is the light of the world. And what I want to do in this passage, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, I want to point out specific verses that really show some things that can keep us in darkness, but then also show us that how we can instead walk toward the light of Jesus. And my hope is today, like I said, to infuse light into the darkness of your situation as we focus our attention on Jesus, who is the light of the world. Now, before we read in the scriptures, I wanna go ahead and I'm kinda wanna break down, give some context to really the background of what's happening here. Gonna give some spoilers before we read it verse by verse. But the wise men approach a man by the name of King Herod, a leader of the day, and they know that Jesus has been born and they want to come find him who is supposed to be the king and the light of the world. But they don't know where he is. So they find King Herod, they ask instructions on, hey, how do we get to Jesus? And Herod doesn't necessarily know either, but they see the star that they're going to follow. And King Herod instructs them, hey, when you find Jesus, come back to me and tell me because I want to worship him too. But in the reality, what the wise men didn't know is that actually King Herod actually wanted to kill Jesus. He wanted to make sure that Jesus couldn't be the light of the world. He wanted to make sure that he eliminated any chance at light so they could keep the world in darkness. Long story short, they end up making their way to Jesus. They bring their gifts. They worship him. And God gives them a dream to make sure that they don't go back to King Herod because although they didn't know Herod's intentions, 
God did. And so we pick up in this story right here. And again, I want to read to you Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and break it down little by little. Read with me. This is verse number 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, who we mentioned, wise men from the east arrive in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw the star at its rising. We have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And as I was studying this passage, I really began to ask God, God, what are the principles that we see here that can keep us in darkness? And how can we do the opposite? How can we move away from them to then walk into the light that you have for us? And I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. Really, the first principle here is that if you want to walk away from a season of darkness, you need to be careful who you listen to. You see, the wise men here, they approach King Herod, who's supposed to be a leader of the day, supposed to have some good intentions and good, valuable information, and they end up going to someone who, instead of helping them find and keep the light of the world, is actually the same person who wanted to end the light of the world. You see, they may not have known it. They may have thought King Herod was a friend, but actually, he was an enemy. And can I tell you, friends, the Bible teaches us time and time again that we have a real enemy, the devil, who wants to lie to you, who wants to steal your light, steal your joy, to keep your life in darkness. I want to encourage you in this season of darkness, listen to the right voices. And oftentimes, like these wise men, they just didn't have anywhere else to turn. They're wandering in the darkness, trying to find Jesus, don't know where to go. And King Herod seems like a great option. And sometimes in our lives, the friendships, the relationships, and the voices that we choose are just by choosing maybe the only one that's available. But just because it's the closest voice doesn't mean that it's the best voice. And I want to encourage you, be intentional in this season. Maybe one of the reasons you're experiencing darkness is, do you have the right people around you? The right people who can lead you towards light instead of trying to eliminate that light. And here's the deal. Oftentimes what we can do is we can live a life of isolation, being influenced by the wrong voices, influenced by Twitch streamers, by YouTube videos, rather than good godly people who want to encourage you to grow in your faith. A question that I think all of us need to ask ourselves is, do I have good godly people in my life? And maybe for you, that's joining an experience group. I'm literally signing up for an experience group today because it's something that I think all of us need. We need friendships voices in our lives to lead us towards the light. But another thing we can see from here is that literally these wise men, they're going not only to try to find someone who can lead them towards the light, but they actually end up going to someone who would have been someone who would have kept them in darkness. Maybe you, in an attempt to get out of your darkness of the struggle of your situation, you want to be able to maybe just have one more drink, one more night. Man, I'm just feeling so dark on the inside that, man, if I just take down another bottle out, I'll finally experience the light. But then you realize, man, in that drunkenness, I woke up and really nothing was better. And actually the thing that I thought would bring me light actually just left me with more void and more darkness. Maybe for you, it's just escaping in video games. And I think that I can just go to it for more light. I'm just going to play more hours and hours and hours. But yet you end up just feeling more void and emptiness. Maybe you've been struggling, and I can relate to this too at times, man. Just 
so overwhelmed with the darkness of life that, you know, if I just sleep in a little bit more, if I just had a few more hours in bed, a few more hours of scrolling, then I'd feel so much better. But then you end up falling behind in responsibilities and now you're even more anxious and experiencing more darkness than before. And oftentimes we can go to something for light and it just ends up providing more darkness. That's why Jesus, Jesus is the only light that can fully satisfy that can fully encourage and can fully take you out of your season of darkness. Put your trust in Jesus and listen to the right voices. Continue on in verse four, it says, so he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they told them because this is what was written by the prophet, meaning being told by prophets of the old day way before Jesus was born. And it was actually written like this. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you, meaning out of this place, will come a ruler, will come a king whose name is Jesus, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked the time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, report back to me so that I can too go and worship him. And when I read this, I just felt like the Holy Spirit leapt it off the page. And I want to share it with you. It says, go and search carefully for the child. Remember, this is King Herod instructing the wise men. But they don't know, but we know that King Herod is actually their enemy. Wants to kill Jesus. Look what he says. Go and search carefully for the child. I really want every single one of us to hear, friends. If we are going to step out of a season of darkness, we need to be prepared for the battle of the truth that you and I do have an enemy and he is searching carefully to put out the light in your life. In the same way that he is searching carefully to kill Jesus, you and I need to understand the Bible says the devil is he's seeking around like a roaring lion whom he might devour. The devil wants to steal your joy, but Jesus wants to give you joy. But here's the intentionality that needs to happen on our part. If the devil is searching carefully to destroy your light, you need to search carefully to keep it. Put in the steps to read God's word and to search for the good in your life, to search for the many blessings that you already have in order to focus on your light. It's easy to feel in the darkness when all you do is think about the darkness. But if you search carefully for the many blessings that God has given you, it will refocus and reshape your mind to keep you in the light. Continuing on, verse number nine. After hearing, they went on their way, and there it was. The star had been on its rising. Yo, guys, I read this passage. It kind of got me hyped just a little bit. Again, I felt the Holy Spirit leaping it off the page. It spoke to my soul, and I wanted to speak to yours. Can you imagine if these wise men had, they're talking to the king. They're like, king, we want to go find Jesus, and they don't know where it is, but they know that there's a star they need to follow. They know who they're trying to find, and they know how they need to find him. Can you imagine if their response was, now that we know what to find and we know what to do, well, let's just wait and see what happens. <laughs> the reality is no. There was a real practical step that they needed to do to step out of darkness and to be able to find the light. Jesus has done something so beautiful here. 
that Jesus has stepped out of the glories of heaven, come down to the earth in the form of a baby to then die for the forgiveness of the sins of humanity. But he still gives you the opportunity to come to him. He came down to where we were at, but still gave you the step of, I won't force myself on you. If you want relationship with Jesus, it's going to take you taking a step towards God. He came down to save us and to rescue us, but it takes us taking that step towards God. But can you imagine if these wise men had said, ah, we'll just, we'll wait and see what happens. What I'm trying to say to you is, and I've done this too, is sometimes in order to get out of our season of darkness and begin to experience light, sometimes we know what we need to do. We just don't do it. These wise men, they know where they need to go. They know what they need to do, but can you imagine if they had just not done it? Man, I'm guilty of this. I've complained so many times this year about my weight to my wife while I literally have a gym right behind me. <laughs> the reality is just because it's there doesn't mean that I've taken the step towards it. Even though these wise men, they know where they needed to follow, instead of waiting, they started walking. For some of us, we've been struggling maybe in our finances, knowing that we need to get on a budget, but we haven't done it. Knowing that we've needed to manage our time and this, this feeling like we never, never have any time has left us feeling so anxious and we know the root of our problem. We know what to do. We just haven't done it. And I think that literally the Lord wants to speak a message to you and to me today. To those that have said, man, some of the darkness I'm experiencing have been from the decisions that I'm continually making. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you what these wise men did. If you're feeling stuck in the darkness, you know what you need to do, but you haven't done it. Friends, it's time to get on your way. It's time to start taking some steps to say, you know what? No longer will I keep on believing the lies of the enemy. I'm going to open up the Bible. I'm going to read God's truth. I'm going to spend time on my knees worshiping Jesus. I've heard that this will help me. I've heard that it'll bring light into my life but I just haven't taken the time to do it. I've heard that experience groups are so life-changing and every semester I see the sign up, I just haven't done it. Man, I've heard that these events that God Squad Church does are so much fun and life-giving and probably would make me experience so much community and stop feeling so much loneliness, but I just, I just haven't done it. I've come to declare to you in Jesus' name, friends, it's time to get on your way. It's time to put in the steps to see God and to put some action steps in place that will help bring you out of darkness and bring you in to your light. Continue on, it says, it led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was, and they saw the star and they were overwhelmed with joy. You see, this passage, I think is so practical because I want you to picture them following this star. And they followed the light and it led them to joy. But I want you to picture this. Maybe you've seen these pictures, the famous nativity scene. And we see them with a big star in the sky. But I really want you, instead of just focusing on the nativity, I really want you to focus on the sky. I want you to picture really what things would have been like back then where this is not a modern day where there's lights and street lamps and cars with high beams. No, no. They're wandering around in darkness. Where really the only light source they have is the stars of the sky a little bit of moonlight and probably maybe a lantern in front of them. And the reality is they probably can't see more than 15, 20 feet in front of them. And the reality is even if you just look at this picture, the majority of the picture is darkness. 
except there's just a small glimpse of light. And oftentimes our lives can feel that way that, man, there's just, there's so much darkness. But do you want to know why the wise men were able to find Jesus, the light of the world? It wasn't because they focused on all the darkness. It was because they focused on the one ray of light. Because they kept their eyes fixed on the light, it led them to where they needed to go, out of the darkness and towards the light of the world. And I'll be honest, this year I've been guilty of looking at all the darkness of my life, struggling. And instead of focusing on Jesus, instead of focusing on all the things I have to be grateful for, so easy to complain about all the darkness because your pain is real and God sees it and he hurts for you. But I think you and I can learn from these wise men. Don't get distracted by the darkness. Focus on the light. Entering the house, they saw the child, verse 11. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshiped him. But I want you to picture this quick note in verse 11. It says entering the house. Now to give some context, they actually didn't really walk into necessarily a home because Jesus was born outside in the manger. You see, they tried to approach this inn where Jesus, the king of the world, would be born, but there was no rooms left. And so they were born outside of a manger where they would feed animals. The king of the world was born there. And some people even know that Jesus can't be the king because the king would never be born in a manger. They had a set of expectations on where the light of the world could be born. And if it doesn't meet my expectations, then it can't be the light. And I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart. I'm trying to bring light into some of your lives, but I'm gonna do it in a way that's different than what you've expected. And because it's different than what you've expected, you've rejected it altogether. Well, no, 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 God, God's gonna meet my prayers in this way, and so any other solution, it just isn't valid. It just isn't even valid. We can't even ignore it, my alarm's going off, and I apologize, but Jesus is the light of war, we can focus back on him. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I got alarms going off all day long, but here's the deal. The Holy Spirit wants to put an alarm in your heart right now that the Holy Spirit wants to bring the light into your life, but catch this, it might look different than you thought it would have. Sometimes I can convince myself that, man, the light and the answer to my problems is this. But sometimes the Holy Spirit says, no, before you get the promotion, even if you don't sell the house, even if you don't get the girlfriend, even if you don't do this, you might think that that is the answer to your light, but until you let go of what light has to look like, you might continue to live in darkness. Jesus says, don't put me in the box. They might've put me in a manger, but don't put them in a box. Jesus wants to bring light into your life, but it might just look a little bit different than you would have thought. Don't reject the light just because it wasn't the way you expected. Moving down, they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And they worshipped him. They worshipped him. But here's part of their worship. Here's part of what brought light in their lives. They brought their gifts to God. i tell you, friends, there is a fulfillment and a joy and a light that you and I experience when we bring our gifts to God. It's how he's created us. Here at God Squad Church, the four core values that our amazing pastors have written is they want every single person to know God, to experience community, to discover their purpose, purpose for the sake of this analogy, discover their gifts and use it to make a difference. God has put an innate design in you and a fulfillment 
that happens when you use your gifts to serve God, to be a blessing, to serve other people. And can I tell you that sometimes you might feel in a season of darkness, like something's missing from your life. And sometimes that can stem from you not using your gifts to serve God and other people. Because there's a level of, of fulfillment, a level of joy, a level of light that you experience when you use the gifts that God put in you to be a blessing. There, there is a fulfillment that you will experience when, when you use your gifts to serve and love other people. And here's what I'll tell you, friends. Sometimes to get out of your season of darkness, you got to stop only using your gifts on yourself. And just like the wise men, you got to bring your gifts to Jesus. Maybe it is a financial gift. Maybe it's a gift of your time. Maybe it's a gift of doing something that brings you so much joy when you do it, but you just haven't done it in so long and you feel like something is missing from your life. Well, because it is. God didn't create you just to keep your gifts. He created you to give your gifts. And sometimes by refusing to give your gifts, the biggest person who misses out is you. And the opportunity to experience the light that comes when you serve. Final verse and we're wrapping up. Check this out. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod because he had bad intentions to kill Jesus, they returned to their own country by another route. Here's the beautiful part about this passage. These wise men have now come and they've experienced and seen Jesus, the light of the world. You know what the first thing that God tells them to do? Don't go back to the darkness. Come on, somebody. That's a word for somebody. I've come to tell somebody today that when you have experienced the goodness of Jesus, don't go back to the darkness. I know that sin's gonna tempt you. Believe me, we're all human and we all make mistakes and fall. But here's the deal, I promise you, there is nothing in this world that will satisfy you the way that following Jesus will. Stick out the good fight. In the, in the middle of your darkness, don't lose hope. You may be discouraged, but don't quit. Jesus is the only one who can fulfill the promise of satisfying your soul. The world and the darkness of this world will make you empty promises. It might make you feel good for a short period, but Jesus, will give us full satisfaction for all of eternity. Don't go back to the darkness. But in order to experience the light, just like the final few words of this passage, look what it says. It says they return to their own country. How? By going another route. And friends, if we're going to step out of a season of darkness and experience Jesus, the light of the world, it's gonna require you to go another route. It's gonna require you to make some changes. And maybe some of those changes are what the wise men have done here. Maybe changing a route for you looks like changing the voices that you listen to. Maybe it looks like changing from isolation to joining an experience group. Maybe it looks like changing from waiting to walking. I'm gonna actually put the steps in that I need to walk towards light. Maybe it's changing my expectations of where the light will come from and not putting God in a box or in a manger. Maybe it's stating that God, if I only expect you to meet my expectations, then you'll never be able to exceed my expectations. And maybe it's the fact, just like the wise men, that you will praise him before he does what he promised you would do. What I need you to catch about this passage is that the wise men, they worshiped Jesus, but here's the deal. When Jesus was still a baby, 
He hadn't saved the world yet. But they were already worshiping him. Why? Two reasons. One, who he was. He was God. And two, because they believed he would do what he said he would do. That Jesus had come to deliver them from darkness. To bring them into light. To be the light of the world. But in order to do that, it's going to take you and I changing our route. And I started this message talking about people who maybe have experienced the darkest year of your life and that God is calling us to step into the light. I'll be honest, it's been me. Hasn't necessarily been the hardest year of my life, but it's felt the darkest. And as I was really praying and asking God, you know, talking with my wife and talking with my mentor, my counselor and seeking God and God, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? And the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me through this passage that I've been allowing the voices of the enemy in my mind to dictate the way that I feel. I've been allowing the lies of the enemy to make me feel like I'm isolated. There are certain things in my life that I've been waiting instead of walking. Like for example, the gym wanting to feel physically better, but still not putting in the steps to actually do it. Can I tell you, friends, when someone preaches a sermon, it's not a perfect person talking to imperfect people. It's all of us broken, imperfect people learning as students from the teacher and the master who is Jesus, who has the tools, who has the supernatural power and grace to bring us out of our darkness. And friends, here's my question to you. Will you join me in a journey of changing routes? To say today, I'm getting on my way. I'm going to listen to the voice of God and step away from a season of darkness. It doesn't mean that it won't take time. It doesn't mean that it won't take healing. It doesn't mean that you might not need a counselor. It means that we just need to be intentional to say, I'm going to live and stand in the victory that God has for me. I'm going to walk towards the light. I'm going to turn from my sin. I'm going to change route I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to receive the eternity in heaven that God has promised for me. I'm going to embrace the fact that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the grave, and that now all who would put their trust in Jesus can be saved and experience the true light of the world. I'm going to put in the steps, but it's going to require a change of route. The devil wants you to go back to darkness, but Jesus wants you to walk toward the light. And today I'm saying enough is enough for me. Jesus, no longer will I listen to the wrong voices. No longer will I believe the lies of darkness. I will follow the truth of light. And my hope is that you'll join us on this journey of walking towards the light and experiencing Jesus, who is the light of the world. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for this incredible church. And thank you so much, God, for your incredible word that changes us, that transforms us. God, I pray today for the brokenhearted. I pray that they would cast their cares upon you because you care for them. I pray that, God, for those who are tired and weary, I pray that you would give them a rest. I pray for those that have been dealing with depression and anxiety and darkness. I pray that you experience the light of Jesus, the goodness of God. And God, I speak your many blessings over this community, over this church, and over all those who would receive this message, not because I'm speaking, but because the truth of God's word is going forth. I pray hearts be changed. I pray hearts be uplifted with joy this Christmas season as we celebrate 
the love and the light of Jesus. May lives be changed for the glory of God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, from me, my wife, Amanda, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for uh, our special service here, our special Christmas service here at God Squad Church. I wanted to thank each and every one of you for being here today. I hope it truly blessed your heart. I know that for myself, uh, seeing all the different steps, all the different people that were on today, it was an encouragement to me to see uh, not only all of the different partners of God Squad Church, but the way that the choir was done, all the people that were doing the readings, the, the amazing message that we heard as well. And it's because of you guys that we were able to have a special service like this so thank you thank you thank you to those of you that were a part of it and making it special today and of course to those of you that are able to attend with us today uh, i also wanted to thank you uh those of you who continue to give faithfully and generously to god squatch because of to god squad church because of you we can continue doing everything that we do here at God Squad Church. And so I want you to know if you're on Twitch, Kick, or YouTube currently right now, um, if you if anybody wants to type exclamation point give in the chat, they will give you all the different safe and secure ways that you can give. Um, but if you just want to use our website as well, or maybe you're on Facebook and you don't have that command currently, you can also go to our website at godsquadchurch.com slash give. You can do recurring donations over there, uh, whatever God is putting on your heart. And we thank you once again from the bottom of our hearts for all the support uh, and the faithfulness and generosity that you guys continue to give um over 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 the months over the weeks over the years uh so we can continue giving the gospel of jesus christ to people throughout the entire world and before we end our service <clears throat> i do want to announce one special thing that god squad church is going to be doing together as the new year begins and so i'm here to announce the 21 days of prayer and fasting guys I don't know about you guys, but prayer and fasting, uh, a lot of people, they might see it, it. It's a challenging thing to do. It is. It's a very challenging thing. But a lot of times I know sometimes people are like, oh, well, it's that time of year again. Now I got to give up something. And a lot of times I think some of us, we feel almost not intimidated, but more like, well, now I got to give up something again. But really, this is truly something that we should be excited for that we get to give up something so that we can spend more time with the light, to be able to spend more time with God. And so, uh, you know, uh, what is the reason of why we do prayer and fasting? First of all, I wanna say it's prayer and fasting. It's not just fasting, okay? If you're just fasting, it's just, it's just gonna be a new diet, <laughs> okay? It's prayer and fasting, spending more time with God, spending time in His presence and continually doing so. And then fasting something in your life, which I'll talk about in just a second. But I wanna let you guys know the reason why we pray and fast. So why do we pray and fast? It is not to move the hand of God. We do not pray and fast to move the hand of God. We pray and fast so that God would move our hearts so we can come into a closer relationship with him. So we can continue diving deeper into that relationship to understand a little bit more about who he is. And sure, God's hand will move when we do prayer and fasting. It absolutely will, will but that is not the reason why we do it. We do it so we can get closer and closer and closer to the source. Seeing that God will move us, that he will start speaking to us a little bit more. And so I encourage you guys as we're going into this time of prayer and fasting, um, it, like kind of, kind of, maybe you're asking yourself, but what should I be fasting? I want to encourage you to fast something in your life. For me personally, what I do is I do intermittent fasting uh, due to my multiple sclerosis. I can't actually do a full water fast. I can't go more than 24 hours without fasting. 
So I do intermittent fasting for myself. And the reason why I specifically do it, which is with yes, physical food is because I love food. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. I like to eat food. And, and so for me, when it gets to be the middle of the day and the hunger pangs hit, or maybe I'm getting, I'm feeling extremely tired because I, I haven't been able to eat yet that day. And I'm trying to get through the work day or whatever that looks like for me. It makes my reliance not be on lunch. My reliance is not on the fact that I ate breakfast. My reliance needs to then at that point be on God, that God will give me the motivation, that God will give me the energy. I am relying on him more and more and more, but also when I'm supposed to be eating, when I'm supposed to be cooking, when I normally would do these things, it's giving me more time to spend in God's presence. And so for me, myself, that's what I do. Maybe for you, maybe it looks a little bit different. I'm not saying you have to do food. I think that that is something that is, uh, I think that's a really good thing to do because we all rely on food. We all need food to continue moving through our lives. But maybe for you, it looks like sacrificing social media. Maybe it looks like, hey, I need to be fasting my, my video games for, for, for the next 21 days because maybe that's what you're stuck in currently right now. Maybe you're not even stuck in it, but you just recognize that all the time that you've been spending on these social platforms, on your video games, on binge watching TV, whatever it might be, on your cooking, on the eating, on the cleaning of dishes, that you could be spending more time with God during those times. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you for the next week or so to start praying and asking God, what is it? that you want me to fast? What is it that I can take out of my life, okay? And, and listen, it needs to be something that, yeah, it's gonna be a sacrifice, okay? I'm not saying that you, you, you know, you're like, well, can I, I've had this question, can I fast work? <laughs> no, I'm not saying you fast work. Fasting something that you rely upon, something that you truly, maybe that you enjoy to do, but you can fast that specific thing to spend more time in prayer and to spend more time with God. So be asking that throughout the next week. The reason why I say this, start asking God throughout the next week because our prayer and fasting is going to start on January 1st. We are giving the first of the year to God. And so for 21 days, starting on January 1st, we're gonna be fasting as a church for 21 days, for three full weeks. And we'll be breaking our fast on January 21st uh, as we come together for, uh, as, as we come together to break our fast together. And so I want to point you to uh, our Discord as well for the 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. There's actually a category in our Discord that's called 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting under there. Maybe you need more details about what prayer and fasting actually is. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, listen, I've never really done this before. I don't even know how to pray like that. Hey, we have a couple of great videos that Pastor Daylight has made that you can use for reference to go in there and say, okay, what is prayer and fasting? What, why do we do it? And things like that. Maybe you need a little bit more details, but also just how to pray during this time. There's a couple of great videos, like I said, that Pastor Daylight is put in there. You can definitely go into those channels to be able to find that. Also, something that we love to do, we've been doing this for a few years here at God Squad Church, we have a downloadable profile picture as well. A lot of times what people will do during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, they'll download this profile picture and they'll put it on their Discord to help people to, the, the reason why we do it is people will see it and they'll say, well, well what, is, what is this profile picture? Well, I'm doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. Oh, you didn't know that this was going on at God Squad Church? Yeah, this is something that we're doing. And it will show you the people that are that are going through to 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's not just you going through it. It is difficult. But when you see the people 
When you see and you look on there and Vic Sigma has one, you see Mordecai has one, you see Pastor Amanda and Pastor Daylight that have that, you understand that I'm not doing this alone. We're doing this as a church together. And I truly believe that when we do things as a church together, as a family, we can continue to grow closer with Christ as well. And so I encourage you guys to go into our Discord, download those profile pictures and start putting them on throughout this week. And especially on January 1st, as we go into our time of prayer and fasting for 21 days.